chapter 17 in verse 8. And the kids are dismissed. <laughs> First Kings 17, way back in the Old Testament. And look at verse 17, see what the Lord has to say for us this morning. And it says, verse 8, we're going to read down. And it says, And the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commended a widow woman, this to sustain thee. So he arose and went to Zarephath, and when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. And as she was going to fetch it, he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. And, he sa- and she said, As the Lord thy God liveth, I have no cake, not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel, and a little oil in a, cru- in, in a cruise. And behold, I am getting two sticks, that I may go and dress it for me and my son, that we may eat and die. And Elijah said unto her, Fear not, go and do as thou hast Thou hast said, but make me therefore a little cake first, and bring it to me, and after make for thee and for thy son. For this saith the, for thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall now waste, neither shall the cruise of oil fail, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. And she went and did according to the, to the sin of Elijah, and she and he and her house did eat many days. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Lord, even though we might read these things, these words that are on this passage, and we may not even believe it, Lord, the truth is, it happened to these people. Lord, you are the God of miracles. You are a God that provides. Lord, and they took, Lord, a prophet to go tell a word. They had no much to eat, not much to eat. Actually, it was their last meal. But she heard. She took it to heart. She believed, she acted, and you provided for many days. I pray, Father, this morning, may we believe in your word. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. So we are going with our theme for the year, refocus. You know, I mentioned this, I thought that was a good theme. If you look at the wall there for a second, uh, that was refocus. We, you know, today you have our cell phones and our iPads and everything is already our Unfocus, but I remember the days if you were a little older like me. I'm not going to tell you my age. I'm only 55. But anyway, uh, we in those days we used to have those cameras on which we forever try to focus on something we want to take a picture with. And sometimes you know, focus right took a picture it was all blurry because it was out of focus. But we need to refocus on on the Word of God. Why? We live in a world that is walking and walking and walking away from God. You know, people look at you and like here in the Northeast, like you have five heads if you go to church on Sunday, especially if you refuse to work. People say, you're going to let go of this money just to go to church? You're out of your mind. I I can't even believe we live in a day and age like this, on which people say that was a day on which most people used to go to church. So I had a, a... a brother of mine, a preacher, that said to me this, this morning, and one of them, is Brother Rosado, he was with, with, uh, with us Wednesday night, he said to me, I was very disturbed with the condition of our church these days. 
Since COVID happened, we said, we have more people walking out of church than people actually come into church. And we're losing people, like just literally walking out of church, than people come. So what happens? We have people that don't see the need for God, and how can God help them? So they rely on themselves. They think they're their own gods. So we need to refocus on what is important. Here's one thing. I said that yesterday. We have life is short. We have a day of beginning, whether you were born. You have a race to run, then you have what? You come to the end of, of, of your life, and that's it. So where are you going? When life is over, I said, well, you know, I'm too young. I would die when I'm 80 or 90. Listen, young people die every day. Don't they? I mean, we never know. Just thank God that you have this day that God gave you because you don't know if you have another tomorrow. I believe I, I was in my 20s, and there was a family. Uh, they came to our house. We had many, uh, a couple of times they came to our house. She called me, and she said to me, she said, my husband just died. So what happened? So we went to bed. We laid down, and my, I put my hand in my husband. He was so hot. I called the rescue. When they got there, it was too late. So life, I'm not trying to scare you this morning, but I'm telling you, life is short. So refocus. This morning, we're going to the title is, What's in my mind? Or, or the title is, Can God meet my needs? Can God meet my needs? So there's um, one thing that every person in this room have in common or has in common. We all have needs. Don't we all have needs? We all needy people this morning. No one can say, I have no needs. Uh, for all of us, uh, one time or another, we have needs. So there are physical needs. Uh, there are emotional needs. There are spiritual needs. Uh, and, uh, and we all have them. You even have all of them, or you have one of them, but we all have needs. Uh, so we have those things. Uh, uh, sometimes our spiritual needs are great and we need help. Uh, the reason why we, we have a food pantry here. Why we have a food pantry here? To help people with their physical needs. They need basic things of life. They need basic food. So we try to help them. But we do another thing when, when we give a meal. We put gospel, we put literature in there. We talk to them as they come in the door. Why? Because we know most of them have a spiritual need as well. They need Jesus in their life. So some other times our need is emotional needs. We need a hug from a friend. We need someone to listen to us. We need someone to care and to show love and appreciation for who we are. You ever been in a place that said, you're just down on yourself and say, nobody cares about me. Ever been there? It's a hard thing to feel that way, but sometimes we get in that, in that place. We need someone to, to just be there for us sometimes. And that's why I like I. I I felt that, you know, all these years we've been open. It's like, you know what? I think it's a good idea to have the ladies go out together. I think it's a good idea to have guys to go out together. Because, you know, sometimes guys act like lonely soldiers. Sometimes the ladies they have emotional needs to get together and to talk with each other is a good thing. So we need the Word of God, the preaching of God's Word. We need that in our lives when it's spiritual needs. Folks, all, all, we all need people. Sure, we want, we, one can, uh, can say, I have no needs. And a lot of people say that. They have to say in the morning, like, hey, good morning. How you doing? I'm doing good. Everybody's doing good. You go to work in the morning. Hey, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. And it goes, if you're long enough around them, you know they're not doing great. But, you know, it's a, a way of saying it. You know, just cut it short and that's it. So I, I said to our kids this morning in Sunday school, I said this. Do not make the Bible a foreign thing in your life. Keep it with you. Whatever we go, consult with God. Patiently listen when, when, when you have a problem in your life. We're talking about impossible things in our lives. You know, make God relevant in your life. Read God's word. 
Patiently listen to what he has to say and trust what he says to you to do something. Do it, trusting him. Because in the end, you'll be blessed with the results. So folks, we all need, we are all needy people. We need one another. And for sure, we need the Lord, don't we? So, what we do, what we ought to do when we need, when needs arise, the natural reaction is for us to worry. But we know from the Bible that this is not God's will for our life. God doesn't want you and I to worry, but to trust Him. And say, trust Him is easy to say. <laughs> you know, when you know that uh, maybe the rent is coming, and your mortgage is coming, maybe your car payment is coming, whatever, and you don't have the money to pay, well, it's easy to say to trust. God provides, I'm going to be honest with you. Should we try to meet our own needs? The simply answer is yes. When we have within our power to help ourselves, then we do it. Uh, uh, then we, uh, we do not really have a need, do we? What I'm referring to uh, are these, uh, those times when we have, we have reached to the end of our line right here, that's like this widow, and we need God. So we, we, have, uh, we have done everything we know to do, and we, have, uh, we need our needs met. So we have exhausted every treasure, and we are left with the, the reality that our own down inability, starting, uh, 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 staring us in the face. So what to do then when you have this emotional need, this physical need in, in your life, or no spiritual need, and you don't know where to go? So we're going to look at this this morning from several points. Um, and let's look at here the reality of this. So number one, uh, then you outline uh, the many sides of our needs. The many sides of our needs. Folks, the truth is, is that there is, is always a need in our lives. Actually, sometimes it is more than one need that we have. If the need is not physical, then it's emotional. If it's not emotion, then it's spiritual. But we all have a need. And every day there is a need. Uh, you know, so we, ne- we need to look at that. So if the need is not, like I said, it's not emotional, it, it might be physical or spiritual. Sometimes we all have, we have all those needs in the same day. Some days you have a day that, that's physical, that's emotional, and that's spiritual. All one, all our needs together. So it depends on the day and it depends on the situation. Often our needs arise from strange and various of sources that come our, our ways. Uh, there are three mentions in this passage about this. Number one, we see letter A, a need for provision. We see this from verse 1 to verse 7 here. There's a need for provision here. Look what it says in verse 1. And Elijah the Teshbite, uh, who was in the, uh, in the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel liveth before whom I stand, there shall be uh, due no rain three years, but according to my word. And the word of God came unto him, saying, Get thee hence, and turn eastward, and hide thyself in the broke chariot that is before Jordan. And see what God is providing there. So let's look at this. Elijah was afraid of Rahab Rahab and his wife Jezebel. Jezebel was a wicked woman. And, uh, of course, uh, Elijah right here, instead of trusting God, he's running away from this woman because he's afraid of his life. God just gave him a great victory. But now he's afraid of somebody because she said, I'm going to do the same thing that you did to the prophets that you just killed. So he tried to run for his life. And God understand our weakness. Listen, folks. We think we are that strong. I can take care of myself. I can stand up. As he tell you, go walking and you hit your big toe on the little piece of furniture and you just go down on your, on your knees and get on the floor and you cry because your little toe got hurt. That's how fragile we are. 
So Elijah runs away from this woman right here, Jezebel. And if you read about this woman in the Bible, she is a wicked woman. So, then look at verse 7. We would just look at it. uh, We see the need arise that broke. I mean, God provided for them. God said to them, go to this place I have for you. But once he's there, the water is there, the stream of water is there. The Bible says that the brook dry up. Because there, there had been no rain in, in the land, so there was no water for Elijah to drink. To drink. So, folks, there are, there are times when you seem, uh, you, uh, you seem to be doing everything you just uh, want to, supposed to be doing, and suddenly your brook just dries up. You are faithful, giving you tithes and offerings to the Lord. You're faithful coming to church. You be here. You're serving the Lord. You are living right. You still, uh, but still, you see the problems arrive. The brook dries up for you. And you say, what am I going to do? That should take, take us by surprise. That should just stop. I don't know how this started, but I just know that, that how some people believe that once we come to Jesus for salvation, all the troubles will stop. We have a, a philosophy in our country right now. People say like this, once you receive Jesus as your Savior, there's no more problems in your life. You know what? I can take you to a lot of people. You love Jesus. You love the Lord. And in pain constantly every day. I can take it to many people who are in the hospital suffering with cancer and little kids who love Jesus the same way. So this notion of when we got saved, that everything is okay. No, no. The, Jesus said, in the world thou shalt have tribulations. So there is no, it should be foreign to us that we live in a foreign, in a, in a, in a dying world, in a, in a world where there's a lot of problems, sin abounds, on which we too can suffer pains and many other things. So, who came up with this teaching is nothing more than, I'll be honest with you, with a great liar. Because, like I said in the beginning, we all have needs. All here, sitting down, if we're honest with ourselves, we're going to speak up and say, oh my. We all have needs. We all have needs. So the truth of the matter is that we can't expect life to be, uh, to be a time filled with trouble. I mean, sometimes, you know, we go from seasons where there's no trouble. But other times, guess what? There is trouble. So... Look what it says there in, in John chapter 14, verse 1. It says, a man is born of a woman and in a few days and fall of trouble. Let it be, we see a need for survival. We see this from verse 10 to verse 12. Look what it says. And he arose and went to Zarephath. And, it, and it, when he came to the gate of the city, behold, a widow woman was there gathering of sticks. And he called to her and said, fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. Now you look at this verse and he say, this guy seemed like to be a little rude here. He doesn't know this woman. He goes to her and demands something from her. That's literally, if you look at the passage, it's like, wow. But look what she said in verse 11. Look what it says. And she was going to fetch it, and he called to her and said, Bring me, I pray, the morsel of bread in, in, in thy hand. And she said, As the Lord thy God liveth. It says, Now her God, he said, Thy God liveth. I have no, not a cake, but a handful of meal in a barrel and a little oil of crude. And behold, I'm getting two sticks that I may go and dress it. For me and my son, that we may eat and die. We said, what does that mean in here? It means like that was their last meal. With a lot of famine in the land, that was their last meal they're going to have. They were going to starve to death. And this guy comes along and says, you give me that. And God will provide for you. And you and I would sit down and, and say, right. I'm going to give you my last meal and I'm going to watch you eat and I'm going to die. Watching you eat. So we see a need for survival here. So, 
This verse speaks here, it speaks are very interesting here. Actually, this message goes against all those who preach and teach that once you become a Christian, you have no needs. I know how many people who have needs. So here comes Elijah. He needs a provision. Ask another person who is in desperate need as he is. He doesn't go to the rich of the land. He goes to the poor of the poor. In those days, if you were a ritter, you were in big trouble. It's not like today we have all these social programs. No, it was nothing. Her husband probably died and she's alone with her son. She had to take care for herself. And guess what? She is in her last meal. So what we see here is two needy people asking for help from each other. Isn't this a familiar situation for all of us? I go to you with a physical need, and you have a spiritual need. I go to you, with, you come to me with a physical need, I go to you with emotional need. See, we are needy people. And sometimes I go to you with all three needs, and you come to me with all three needs. So we are needy people. Isn't this familiar to all of us? Isn't this coming practice for all of us? Isn't this a reality of life? We, you need physical health. I need emotional help. We both need spiritual help. Again, we are needy people, all of us. Then these verses reveal a widow who was suffering need because of the wrongdoing of others. She didn't do that to herself. Somebody else did. Because of the sin of Ahab and Jezebel and the nation of Israel, God sent a drought that affected the area and here is a widow trying to live. She was just caught enough, fortunate enough to just live for that. So she was about to go on starvation. There are times like that. There are people in our world today, in our nation, they are starving spiritually speaking. There are people who are starving emotionally speaking. And there are people who have great physical needs. So this should not be a surprise for us. Sometimes just like uh, uh, life just goes, uh, goes south, on us, and there's not as a thing we can do about it, we need God. So let us see, we see a need for comfort. Look at verse 17 and verse 18. And it came to pass after these things that the son of the, the, son of the woman, uh, the, uh, the mistress of the house, fell sick. And this sickness was so sore that he was no bread left in him. Literally, he died. Now, here's a woman about to go in starvation, and guess what? What happens right here? After all this thing, her son dies. Talking about need right here. Look at verse 18, and she said unto, uh, unto Elijah, and what do I need, uh, uh, have, I'm sorry, what have I do to thee, O, o, o thou man of God? Art thou come unto me to call my sin, my sin to remembrance and to slay my son? You know, she's blaming the prophet now. You know, sometimes, folks, let me tell you this. Something happens to us, we always blame somebody else. That's what she's doing here. She blames him. If you didn't come here, my son wouldn't die. That's your fault. So in these verses, we find a woman who has given much to the Lord, and she was received much from the Lord, yet she is thrown into a grief right here, and she's in great need, and for her to empty herself, she's blaming somebody that is not his fault. So it seemed like things couldn't get any better here. So the Lord has given, has been, has been blessing and, 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 and sometimes us and enjoy, we enjoy life, but sometimes things happen. We have to be careful that we don't blame other people. I'll tell you what, years ago when I was a teenager, this, the Lord keeps bringing this to my mind, so I'm going to share with you. I, my fr a friend of mine, well, I was like 19 years old, and my friend and we went out. He had a car. I didn't have a car, so uh, you, we went to this place. We went, you know, and before I know, he was extreme. Actually, I share this before here. He got very drunk, and I said to him, I said, listen, I'm driving the car home. And he said, absolutely not. 
I said, listen, I drive your car before. You're not in condition to drive this car. He would not. So I said, well, I'm not going home with you. So I, got a, got, I asked for a ride from a stroll, stranger, and, uh, and, and actually two ladies, they took me home. And in uh, the next day, guess what? Early in the morning, the phone rings, and my mother came to me and said, what did you do last night? I said, Mom, I was in this place. These people gave me a ride home. I went, what did you do? Your friend is in big trouble. I said, what trouble? He drove the car drunk. He hit. He got to a major accident. He ran out of the scene. And he got home. And he put the car in the driver, went to bed, and the police got there, and he, he tried to fake that somebody stole his car. And the police said, yeah, right. You know, you, you, got the, you had an accident, and on, uh, ironically, the car shows up, and you drive it like they know exactly where you live. And it's like, you know, it, 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 they hear all these stories. But the mother is screaming. The mother, it took weeks before this lady believed that I was not there. I said, lady, I was not there. I left him because he refused to let me drive the car. But sometimes he'd say, he is in trouble. He probably told the mother I was there. I don't know what happened, but I was blamed for it. So this lady right here is in great need right here. Her son dies, and she's blaming the prophet here. So let's face it. Our trouble have a way of overtaking us when we aren't expecting. They sneak upon us. And they body slam us, so to speak. And sometimes leave us like days hurting and confused. Ever been there? You wake up in the morning, seems like the birds are singing, the flowers are smiling at you, and suddenly the whole day is messed up. There's an emotional need. There's a physical need. There's a this and that. There's all kinds of things. So do you have a need this morning? Is that needs? Is that physical? Is that emotional? Is that spiritual? Are you hurting this morning? Are you need, uh, how are you needs this morning? You need God this morning? Are you not, you're lost, you're not saved? You need Jesus as your Savior? See, all of us have needs. So number one, we see the many sides of our needs. Number two, the manifest provision of our God. So our needs sometimes have the way of caught, uh, uh, caught us off guard and left uh, you standing there wondering in, in how these things happen to you. So we have not, it caught us off guard many times, and we said, how am I going to do this? Well, let me put it this way. It is an all-knowing God, knows exactly where you are, and knows exactly your situation, and is a God, if you trust Him by faith, He will provide for you. You said, really? Yes, there is a God that by, if you have enough faith in Him, He will provide for you, whatever is your needs. If we Pay close attention and look in our lives which, which, with, with a spiritual eyes. And, and I say we will not miss the fact that our God has, is there to care for your needs. Yes, was there to care for your needs yesterday. He's right now in the present tense right now to try to help you with your needs. And he's in it tomorrow. And he can still help you tomorrow. He manifests his provision for his children in many different ways. And he never, never fails. How many years, class, was the children of Israel in the desert? Forty years. God was faithful for 40 years. He provided for their needs for 40 years. They could not say, where is God? He was there every morning when they wake up, food was, breakfast was ready. God is a God that provides. 
God, so to speak, uh, have a rescue mission in which he is, full, is in full effect every day towards his children. There is not a day that God doesn't provide. There is not a day that God does not, does not fill, uh, fill our needs. There's not a day that God does not send blessings in, in, in our lives, in my life, and yours. So letter A, we see his past provision. Look at verse 3. It says, Get thee thence and turn the eastward and hide thyself in a brook chariot that is before Jordan. And it shall be that thou shalt drink of the brook, and I have commanded thee ravens to feed thee. Let me put it this way. Get this. Elijah is running for his life because he's a... He's afraid of Jezebel. He's afraid. And God already provided for him before. God is the one who gave him the direction. So you go eastward. There's a brook there waiting for you. Guess what? When God created this world, he put his finger and he created that brook because he knew years later, Elijah would need that water. You see what God does? Sometimes we don't see it, but God says, you know what? That stream, that house, that street, that place, you know what? I already have it for you because I provide before you arrive there. And that's what, I, what he does to Elijah. He's running, and God said, Listen, child, I'm going to take care of you. Go eastward. Is a brook there waiting for you with water. I will take care of you. You see, we need to be, uh, have our mind in the spiritual sense, renew or refocus our mind. And the God that we serve, He's just not the guy upstairs that, you know, He's just there when we need and talk to Him and after that we forget about Him. He's just, a, he's just God. He wants to commune with us. And he looks at you and me and says, I can provide for you. Do you believe me? You know what? Elijah didn't question God. He went straight where God told him to go. You know what? When he got there, when he got there, the brook was there. The water was there. So let it be we see His present supply. And the ravens brought him bread and flesh in the morning and bread and flesh in the evening, and he drunk of the brook. So in this verse, you see Elijah being fed by ravens. That is a great miracle. Listen, folks. You say, well, I need a meal. It might not be McDonald's or Burger King, but it might be something else. See, God does not give you what you want, but he gives you what you need. See, if we open our spiritual mind and say, you say oh, I might want this Fish and chips. But you know what? It's only like mashed potatoes here. Praise the Lord in the end. Because, you know, that's... It's a, see, it might not be what I want, but it's exactly what I need. You follow that? My wants might not be God wants. Because His ways are higher than mine. I say, but God, but I want... Listen, if I had to ask God, I mean, I don't want to be sound like, you know, uh, 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 selfish here, but if God would give me my wants... My first one was like, Lord, I want that red Ferrari. I really do. I want to sit in that little thing, and I want to drive that thing. You know, God would never stop. The world was full of things. You know, a guy want a ship. A guy want a plane. That's not our wants. God gave us what we need. And in the end, we say, thank you, Lord. So his present supply. Look what it says. He was depressed there. He was afraid. He was hiding for himself, and God provided him water. Basic need, water, not Coca-Cola, not Sprite, you know, not 7 Up, not ginger ale, water. Good drink, right? It satisfies the thirst of a heart and the soul. You know what? In a hot day, a good glass of water is good. God provides them water. Then he got ravens over here bringing food to him. I want you to know that we serve a God that provides. 
Look what it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. Actually, go to Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, way back in the New Testament. And we have to believe by faith because Paul came to this point, and Paul is the one who writes these words. And Paul, of course, expressed that in the God that he believes. Look what it says. But my God. Okay, again, personal relationship. Right? Personal relationship here. But my God, that's what he says, shall, I mean, the word means will, that's the word, shall supply all your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. He said this in my riches, he said is, is. He provides according to his riches. So let us see, we see his promise for tomorrow. Look in verse 14 of our text. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither shall the crude of oil, until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth. You know, well, the Lord impressed my heart to give to missions this amount of money. But I'm not giving because if I give, I'm going to have need. It's what we've been, I've been doing through the years. I'll be honest with you. I, start, I came from a Catholic background, and you just go to church and tip God with 50 cents, you know. <laughs> I'm not ashamed of saying that. So we used to go to church and complain about it as you leave. So we go to church, and I eh, just give a little dollar. And then we're like, oh, man, that was a cup of coffee <laughs> in those days. You know? But I think since I got saved, it comes missions. And the Lord always impress on you. It's not like... You think about it, and the Lord just impresses on your heart. And he's like, oh, I can't give it because if I give, I'm going to have a need. Listen to me. And, and, and I'm seeing this by example. If you give what the Lord impresses on your heart, the Lord is going to supply your needs. This woman gave the last meal unselfishly. And God provided for her for many days. You see, you give out... God supplies. You give out. God supplies. You say, I don't believe that. Well, put faith in your heart and do and see what God does. Because I tell you what. You say, well, it's what preachers preaches about money. Actually, missions given is not for the church. It's for missionaries. 100% of what comes in in the church for missions goes to missions. We just, we just, use the, uh, I mean, we just uh, carry the funds to give to somebody else. It's not like we use it. So I'm, thinking about, I'm not even talking about tithes. I'm talking about missions giving. Because that's what we do. Like food pantry. You donate for the food pantry, it goes out to the food pantry. We just like, like, like somebody that holds on to it to give to somebody else. So it's promised for tomorrow. God, so Elijah demands of, uh, at the widow's response, Elijah tells her not to worry. Because the Lord will give her what she needs in the future. Let me tell you this. If you were there and you were that widow, and this man comes to her as a total stranger, and goes to you and says, I need food. Do you cook it for me? What would you say? Hey, down the street, there's some McDonald's. Why don't you go get some food there? Oh, I go to the Dunkin' Donuts. No. She gave what she had. You know what? God provided. His promise for tomorrow is this. If you believe in Him, if you trust in Him, if you have faith enough, if you give it away, don't give it away with this hand and let this hand start thinking, well, what did you do that for? No. You give it out with both hands. And with your heart open, God will provide. Number three, our last point. The way of God meets uh, your need. The way, the way God meets your needs. If the secret can be summed up in one word, I would have to say that the word would be faith. 
This faith must be manifest in four areas of life and then illustrated here. I'm going to here for you. Letter A. There must be faith in the will of God. Look at verse 3. Get thee the hands and turn thee eastward and hide thyself by the brook chariot that is before Jordan. So Elijah was just confronted by the king of Israel and now God is sending him into the wilderness. It must have been a little confusing, but God's people must learn to place their faith in the will of God. If God put in your heart that he's going to send you somewhere, don't question God, just trust him. It's so easy for you to say, no, it's not. Just trust him. Elijah does not question God. Elijah just listens to the word of God, and he follows what God said. You know the problem of us? We put too many questions. When you open your Bible and you read God's word and God speaks to you, listen to it. Patiently listen to it. Did it see the letter? Did I give you letter A? So the letter A. So he, he, he doesn't complain. He goes. So he must be a little confused, but he goes and he listens to what God says because God knows best. Did you believe this morning that God, know, God knows more than we know? Oh, okay, so how long have you been around? 20 years? 50 years? 55 years like me? Maybe, I don't know, 35, 10, 11, whatever. How long God's been around? He's been around before time. He created time. He's outside of time. So he's very wise, more wiser than you and me. It's amazing how we sometimes, with the little wisdom that we have, we think we know more than he does. It's nothing that comes to this mind of ours that God doesn't say, child, you know, I've been around longer than you. I know better than you. So what do we do? Listen to God. Listen to God. So there must be faith in the will of God. What do we do by faith? By faith what? We stand. By faith we walk, by faith we speak, by faith we trust God. It's all by faith. And so you say, well, it's easy to say. No, it's not easy to say because I'm a human being just like you are. I have needs just like you do. But it takes faith to live this Christian life. It takes faith to believe in God. It takes faith to actually believe that He can take care of you. Again, it's not about your wants. It's about what He gives you. He said, well, but I have those needs... But God's needs for you might not be what you think in your head. You got to be faith. Let it be. There must be faith in the ways of God. Look at verse 9. Arise, get thee to Zerasaphat, which is beyond Zidon, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman to sustain thee. See, imagine how Elijah felt when the brook dried up. What's going to happen to me now? No more water for me to drink. He did say that. But imagine, in my past was mine, he was a human being just like me and you. So Elijah knew that God knew more about taking care of, of prophets than Elijah did, and he, he just went. So he said, I have somebody waiting for you. I have, you know, this place is not suitable for you anymore. This hotel is closing down. I'm sending you somewhere else. And you know what Elijah does? He goes where God sends him. We have to be careful that we don't get too comfortable where we are. That we don't move out of there. They say, no, God, you put me here. I think I stay here for the rest of my days. You know, God says, I want you to go over there. Elijah just went over there. So he went from a brook of fresh water to ravens feeding him to a widow. He went from, uh, to, uh. that's what he went to. So the question is, can God meet my needs? Yes, he can. 
It may not meet your wants, but it will meet your needs. It may not meet your needs the way you want, but it will meet your needs. Look what it says in Isaiah 55, 8. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. And neither, neither your ways, my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So folks, we live in a needy world. There are all kinds of needy people. Actually, all of us have needs here. And I tell you what, we have a God that is capable of providing for all of our needs. Let us see, we're almost done. There must be faith in the work of God. There must be faith. Again, we come to the, the, the subject of faith. How strong is your faith? Don't you know our faith is tested in the moments of needs? When we are in great need, that's when our faith is tested. So put yourself in the widow's place. She is in the point of starvation. She had her son, uh, 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 she has enough food for her and her son left for one final meal. And she was commanded to give that meal to the preacher. It must have been a real trial of faith for this woman to go out of her own will and cook a meal for a total stranger just arrive at her house and just give her the meal. So notice verse 13. It said, she is told to go and do. She, it was not a suggestion. She was commanded to do it. And verse 15 says, she went and did it. So she was commanded to do it. She doesn't complain. She goes and did it. Wow. I got thought about this thing. Would I do that if I was there? I'll give you an example. We had a hard week of my job this week. This is a silly thing, you know. And my supervisor, our supervisor came to us and said, uh, Thursday, if everything goes right, Friday it will be pizza for lunch for everybody. I mean, you know how guys are. I mean, we had one lady in our department, and she was not there Friday. Because if it's a lady, everybody's kind of kind enough to let her go first before the lions come, you know. So, you know what? These guys, I mean, you can see piling up pizza like, wow. You know, so... I went there, got my little pizza, because I really try to stay away from the bread. But anyway, I had a couple pieces of pizza, and I noticed that those two guys, and they went to the boxes, and it was one pizza left, one slice of pizza left. And they looked, I, I was kind of, I don't know, but the Lord just, just got, caught, I caught my eye on that. Maybe the Lord wanted me to see that. And he opened the box, he looked at the other guys, he said, me first. <laughs> and he walked away. He like, I said, Wow. And I, could I at least cut it in half and give him half? Yeah. No, he said, me first. And the other guy smiled and walked away. You know, that was seconds. It was not first. But it, I mean, I couldn't believe that really went on. I probably would say, yeah, you take it. <laughs> but anyway, that happened. I was like, wow. <laughs> but anyway, see right here, what we see here is that she is told to go and do it. And she, the Bible says she went and did it. So the key is, but uh, uh, is, often, uh, is often missed by people is that, that in face of trials, by faith, would you do it? If you have, if you, if you have submitted your life to the Lord and, uh, uh, and are faithfully engaged in carrying out uh, His work, are you in the Lord's payroll? And I'm sorry, you are on the Lord's payroll and you are as responsibility. God, uh, God says, I will take care of you. Believe me, God will take care of you. It's not maybe sometimes not the way we want, but God would take care of us. Too often we forget that who, who, to whom we belong to. If you saved here this morning, to whom you belong to? To God. Who is he to you? Your Heavenly Father. 
Isn't he, as a father, wouldn't he take care of his children every day? Will God meet my needs? Yes, he will. Let it be. There must be faith in the word of God. This widow woman entered the valley of testing with the greatest uh, promise even to give, uh, to, the, uh, uh, to give everything she had. She did it. Don't miss this. In verse 14, the prophet gives her the promise in the form of seven words. Look what it says. Thou sayest the Lord of Israel. I said, this is not me, woman. God told me to tell you this. When you have God's word on an issue, that's, that issue is settled forever. I told the kids this morning at Sunday school, don't make the Bible a foreign thing in your life. Carry the Bible with you on your phone, on your iPad. Look, in my, in my work, I have on my desk, I always have a, I have a little Bible there. I know where it is. Sometimes I need comfort. You know what I do? I open up my Bible and I flip it up. And one word, two words of God gives you comfort for, the day, for that moment. Don't make the Bible a, a, a decoration in your home. Use it. Read it. Don't, when God says, do it, do it by faith, believe it. Now, look what it says. I have, um, Psalm 37, 25 says, I have been young, and now I am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaking, nor is seed begging bread. God always provides. Say, well, I know some Christians that have some needs sometimes. You know what? God provides. God does provide. Folks, as a testimony from this preacher right here this morning, I can tell you that God has been meeting my needs for many years now. I'm not boasting this up. I'm just saying to you, God's been faithful to me personally. Through the years, taking care of me and my family, both emotional needs, spiritual needs, physical needs. I serve a God that provides. And I can testify of that of many, many ways on which the Lord always, always provided. Not my wants, listen to this, not my wants, but my needs. It might not be what I want, but exactly what we need. The question is, can God meet your needs this morning. Yes, He can. Trust in His promise. Trust His Word. Take the Bible at full face value and trust God's Word the way it's written. Trust Him. Don't make God a foreign God out there, way away from you. God can be as closest to you as you want Him to be. He can commute with Him. And you say, well, if I do that, I will not be a popular person. Who cares? I want my relationship with God be right. Because ultimately when life is over, it's all about God, not about anybody else. Letter E, there must be faith in the wonder of God. The context is, is this faithful widow, son died suddenly, and she went to the men of God for help. You know what? I see through the years, even in my, my workplace, they joke, they laugh. They mock God. They curse God. You see, they do that daily. They make all, they use profanity and put God's name in there. But when there's a need, guess where they go? To the man of God. They come to you. They know that you are serious. They know that you are a, a, a person that will help them if they need. It is amazing. They make all kinds of mockeries. They get all with all their friends and stuff. And guess what? When there's a need, guess where they come? Emotional, physical, they come to you. 
And I tell you what, I testify of this through the years. It happens often, often. We live in a world where mockery of God is a constant thing. They mock God. They laugh at God. They don't think, they, don't, they, they, they even mock you for liking or loving God and going to church. Can you believe that? But let me tell you, when a need arrives, guess who they come to? To you. So when we get beyond God, I tell you what, that's the greatest thing. So make the Bible something useful. Open it up. Don't use it as a decoration piece. Use your Bible. If it's electronic, if it's a piece of paper, however you do, it isn't print, read it. Apply it. Apply God's Word. I conclude with this. I know this message hasn't been, uh, maybe not the message you expected to, but it's a message that we all need. We all have needs. Physical, emotional, spiritual needs. But I tell you what, how we do focus on, we need to refocus our minds on God. And by faith, really see it and look at our life from a spiritual perspective and, and see the hand of God in our lives. You need emotion, are you emotional need this morning? God can provide for you. You need a physical needs this morning? God can provide for you. You have a spiritual need this morning? God can provide this you. For you said, what my spiritual Oh, I don't know Jesus as my Savior. He can come and be a Savior this morning. Are you lost this morning? God can provide for you this morning. That's why Jesus went to Calvary's cross. To die for you. Right. So you can get saved. Why leave earth unsaved? When God came to this earth, was nailed to a cross, shed His blood for you and me, so you can have that spiritual need fulfilled. And when you leave this earth, you go into heaven to be with Him for all eternity. He was a young man in my church. He called himself an atheist. He said to me, well, I heard this before, but he said to me, I don't want to go to heaven. I don't even believe heaven exists, but I don't want to go to heaven because people that go to heaven are boring people. I look at him, I look at him, I said, you think I'm boring? Oh, you're not, you're an exception one. I said, well, okay. There are people more hilarious than me, you know? You know, people more fun than I am. I said, you think is all, the people, all the people go to heaven is all boring people? He goes, well, I have to consider that one. Okay. I said, what about the other place? Place of destruction. What do you think is there? I read to him a couple of verses and said, you think there's fun in there? Then his, his answer was, oh, I'm an atheist. So no, you're not an atheist. You just don't, you were just refusing to believe in God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, come to you this morning as needy people. All of us have needs here this morning. Some have spiritual needs. Some of us have physical needs. Some of them have emotional needs. Help us, Lord, to refocus our minds in you this morning. Lord, he always there providing for you. Sometimes, Lord, is the hug of a friend. Sometimes, Lord, is the word of a friend. Lord, sometimes is somebody that just give us something for us physical needs, Lord. Sometimes is the preaching or the reading of your word that, Lord, fulfills that spiritual need that we have. Lord, you are providing God and help us, Lord, this morning to always to rely on you and to trust you, to by faith, Lord, live this Christian life in a way that pleases you. Lord, I pray, Lord, if it's this morning someone here and ever received Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, may today they fulfill, Lord, that spiritual need in their lives. They call upon you for salvation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you could stand, please.
We're going to sing a song of invitation this morning. And it's page 294, Just As I Am. You know?